Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Curry. And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money. Uh-huh. These niggas hilarious. All right, welcome back to Don V Fridays. A special occasion, very, very special occasion. We got that Fuente pack high up in the air. Nice night up in the 757. Drift, how you living, my boy? Doing great, man. Couldn't be better. This is one of the it's gonna be one of my favorite episodes that we do just because of uh the circumstances of it. Yesterday we had some big news. So uh why don't you go tell everybody what just yeah. happened? We are free from the chains of the of Justin Fuente, the oppression. That was the Justin <laughs> Fuente uh regime. That shit is over with. Justin Fuente was fat while I was eating waffles. That's how early the shit was. He was fat at early. Breakfast early the man had his shit in trash bags tell him come take this merch uh yeah man Fuente was fat fat I, I was getting i was getting mentions and dms at around i don't know eight o'clock in the morning eight yeah. eight a.m in the morning they was people was already dancing on the man grave it was a uh, it was a celebration on the timeline for most people. I think by I think by uh, by the time Justin Fuente was fired, everybody was on the same boat. It was pretty right. much not that many people hanging on to him. So we was all happy and relieved, and we gonna get into all of that before we even get into our ads and paying bills. That's in the R.I.P. the Young Dolph. Uh, Big Memphis facts. Legend. Um. You hate to see shit. You hate to see shit like that. Uh, motherfuckers getting killed. But uh, yeah, very sad. The thing, the thing about the the thing about some of these rappers, not all of them, is some of these rappers do be steppers in they in they uh city. So before people, you know, a lot of people get to going into the haters and all that. Some of that shit don't be hate. Some of that shit be karma and revenge. Uh, it don't always just be. Dolph Rich and I'm poor, so let's murder him. Sometimes right. it be, you know what you did. And uh, some people's karma catch up to them. Not saying that this is exactly what happened, but uh, it, sometimes it be, it be, sometimes it be, it's wicked in these streets. And when you sign up for them streets, that shit got an expiration date. They don't give a fuck if you go get rich and famous after that. Mm-hmm. What you do yields consequences. So let that be a lesson to all the youngins out there. Um, but R.I.P. Dolph. Uh, Big we, facts. We lost, we, we lost. We lost a real one. But uh, yeah. we. I mean, shit, niggas die every day. So you know, the world don't stop. We gotta keep moving. 
Right. Symbol. Symbol is a stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks. And every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit symbol.com, use the promo code SD, and your deposit will be risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. The question is, hey, join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. And Spotify Green Room, it's a live audio-only sports talk platform. You can talk to fans, athletes, insiders on real time. In real time, is conversations going on every day. Is uh, you can be, you can be. There's opportunities for you to be featured on certain podcasts, depending on how you know some how some of your favorite content creators kick it. You might be on the on their podcast. You can create a profile, link your Twitter. You can join leagues and groups. Uh, you can get notified when rooms go live. So all you got to do is download Spotify Green Room for free in the iOS app store. Justin Fuente got his ass smoked. He got his ass fat. Um, it was a, it, it's been a long time coming. Um, I'm not going to sit up here for this entire episode or most of this episode and say I was right because as a fan, you still want to be wrong. Most rational fans, you still want to be wrong. You still hope this motherfucker can get his life together and he can take us to a national championship. But it was evident to me he was not capable of leading a team to a national championship. And that's my requirement as right. a fan. It, it was evident to me on November the 15th, 2018. I had This was when I was doing the pod by myself. I had named the, the title of that episode number 46, Fuente Ain't It. I was officially off the wagon. I had I was done hearing the excuses for him. Um, and everything I said on that episode is the shit we've been saying three years later. So he had to go. Um, what should what should take? Um you sad to see him go, happy to see him go. What's your yeah, take? I, I'm I'm happy that we're going to be in a different direction as a football program. I just think it was time. Like you said, it, it wasn't working out. Uh, it wasn't really going anywhere. It, and I think the biggest thing that Witt said in the press conference that I think a lot of people latched onto was that, was that the team just didn't have an identity. And I think that was the, the, I think that's what I noticed over the years in the Fuente regime is like, we just consistently started losing an identity throughout the years. Um, and I think that became one of the biggest problems and one of the reasons that uh, he ended up losing his job. Um, you know, he could have possibly saved his job had he let go of some of his coordinators and switched things up, but he, he didn't want to do that. And uh, that was the hill he was willing to die on. And um, so here we are. And 
I'm uh I'm just excited for the next for the next wave of 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 uh of hokey football. I think this was kind of overdue. Like you said, 2018 was kind of the year where a lot of people fell off the ship. That was the year of the ODU loss and uh a lot of players ended up transferring that year and nobody really knew what was going on. Um so, you know, I'm on board with you, man. I think this is it's an exciting time to be a Hokie fan because you can, we, we finally can talk about something different, uh, something new, and I'm just ready for the next thing. Yeah, man, we got that motherfucker out of here. Um, before I even go even further, let me say I lied. I honestly thought he was, I honestly thought, okay, maybe Fuente going to toss corn to the wolves, save his own ass. Maybe he gets rid of Jafar Williams. You know, maybe he throws yeah. he throws Lechtenberg or somebody out there to get fired. And he, I thought that we would go to Nebraska, Scott Frost route, get rid of some coaches and uh give him one more year. But with Babcock, our Lord and Savior, I'm back calling with Babcock, our Lord and Savior. He got his ass on. He got his ass in front of the media. He took the bullets. He 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 flat out said, "Listen, last year's press conference, I was a goofy." Now, that ain't a direct quote, but he basically said, look, man, I look crazy out here defending this motherfucker. <laughs> but I, I I, thought that hopefully he could turn it around. And it was evident, like you just said, that we lacked identity. It was something I've been saying for three years. But, hey, you know, sometimes you got to get burnt for, for, for you to see. Sometimes you got to get burnt for you to realize the stove hot. And Wit got burnt. He looked goofy. He was looking dumb as shit week after week after week defending this. Um, he defended he defended Fuente after the Baylor flirtation. He defended Fuente after 2020. He just he kept looking sad for bro, and he said, "You know what, bro? I can't do it another year." And he got his ass up out of there. Yeah, I really like the decision to get him out earlier rather than later. Um, that was something that I kind of brought up earlier this season. Like if we're going to fire him, we might as well fire him now so that we can start the coaching search earlier and let the media know that the job is open. And a lot of people were like, well, we want the buyout to drop and we don't want to pay him as much. And this was kind of like a, the best of both worlds because like we compromised a little bit on the buyout, but we still got him out in time to stay ahead of the coaching search. So, you know, now we're in a position where we can play better for, for different guys where we don't have to rush and, and we can also, uh, you know, get a guy in where we can try and keep some of our recruits too for, for signing day. So uh, I like the timing of it too. So shout out Whit for getting all that. It is the best. It was the best of all worlds for many reasons. Like you said, you know, it, the weight is lifted off everybody's shoulders because a lot of fans, we was like, fuck, you're going to find a way to stay here. We had just beat Duke. 48 to 17, we had looked impressive versus albeit Duke. And we was thinking, fuck, this motherfucker gonna save this job. And no, he was mm-hmm. fat. He was he was told, listen, at the end of the season, your services will no longer be required. You can finish the season if you want to. And Fuente declined to finish out those two games. Um, some people saying, well, why would he want to stay? Uh, yeah, because he preached uh, tough stays and being gritty and all this other shit. And you that further makes me believe that the team did not vote on not going to a bowl game last year. And I think he had something to do with ending the bowl streak. And I, I think he put it out there probably to some people that was over it. Like, yo, y'all want to play in the bowl? No, I ain't think so. Because at the end of the day, 
Fuente been ruling with an iron fist. He ran, he he ran it with an iron fist. Now you try to tell me he uh delegated it to his team whether they went to a bowl or not. I think he was over the shit. He was yeah. over it in 2020. He was over it this year, and he got the fuck out of there early. Um, I think if a player had left, if a player had the option to uh finish out the season, I think every player has that option. But when players opt out of games, people call them all kinds of pieces of shit, quitter, uh, you know, you wasn't a real hokey, all this other shit when they opt out for their future. Fuente basically opted out for his. And he mm-hmm. took the eight, he's taking the 8.5 million and he is off probably interviewing for the next job. Do you think Fuente is a quitter or am I tripping? Uh yeah, I think I think he's I think he's both a quitter and he's also trying to put himself in a spot to also get a job elsewhere. So I think it's a combination of both. Like, I think he sucks for what he did uh, and I think it's going to hurt him. And then I think he also knows that uh, there's a lot of coaches circulating right now and he's trying to see if he can manage to get a job before somebody else. Cause he doesn't want to be on the street without a job. So I think, I think it sucks too. Like, I don't, I think it, it takes away from what he preaches. And I think some, I think some of the other scrolls are going to take notice and he might even lose some jobs because of it. Um, and so, I mean, I think it's just a combination of both to be honest, but I think, I think a hundred percent, he did quit on the team and anybody that, that says otherwise is uh, I think lying to themselves. Now, as soon as I seen that shit, them trash bags and people say, well, he might not have put them shit, his, his items in the trash bag and somebody else, he ain't come get his shit. It don't matter. Like, like the people still trying to protect his legacy. What Give legacy? it up. <laughs> Give it up. The whole he's a great guy. Like they, it, that's like the final thing they don't want to let go. Like, I, I think we all, everybody at this point admits, okay, he's not the coach that we thought he was. Uh, right. People are giving up the fact that okay, maybe he was a dickhead to the media. They're, they're they're giving it they're giving it all up at this point. They okay, they admit he can't recruit, but the nice guy thing, like they can't let it go. Like, no, it, it's like Santa Claus is it ain't yeah. real or wrestling is fake or some shit. Like this is no, I can't I can't bring myself to admit that he might be a piece of shit too. Yeah, and th- this is what I want to talk about real quick because I hate this narrative that like somehow it, it makes up for like being a bad coach because like you're just like a good guy behind the scenes like it just doesn't it doesn't matter like at all it doesn't matter because every coach is supposed to be a good guy like you're supposed to be a good guy that's fucking part of the job is being a good guy you're a fucking head coach for a power five team like of course you have to be a good guy it's not you don't get brownie points for being a good guy so that that's out the window like we don't need to talk about that um i just think it's a stupid way of like discussing a coach because it's it's necessary to begin with um, so that's just, that's just my rant on, I'm sick and tired of hearing like that's an excuse for whatever, because it's, it's, it's a standard, like you should have it. Yeah. I, I'll never understand why, why fans will take their interactions with a guy, with a head coach or an assistant coach at a banquet or at the Wawa or whatever. And the coach shook their hand, smiled and said, how you doing? And that makes them a good guy. Exactly. I don't know. Who, I don't know who tweeted this. But I don't I, I never take nobody's tweets, so I never take credit for but somebody tweeted shit. Jerry Sandusky probably used to shake people's hands and smile too. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, that doesn't yeah. make him a good guy, or just off the fact that Fuente may wear a cross, or he might go to church. That don't make him a good guy either, because yeah, there's a lot of dickheads out here that's Christian. So, I. Nah, man, I fully agree. I think it's 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 a dumb narrative. I think it's a way of 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 making it all good, you know, um, or making it seem better than it was. But it it really was a, a turning point, down part of Virginia Tech's history, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a forgotten era after um, after it's all said and done. Really, the only thing good to come out of the Fuente era was uh, a couple players who ended up going to the to to the draft and playing in the NFL and. Uh, and honestly, the 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 Hokie fund that ended up getting a lot of money and a lot of renovations because of him flirting with Baylor, uh, we ended up upping the money that we were putting into the program. So those are like the only really the only positives that are coming out of it. But but really, it was it was downhill from from the start um, other than the 16 season with Gerard. Yeah, it was it was it was a it was a bad marriage from the get go. Uh, Gerard Evans in that 2016 team, it, it it bought Fuente so much time that he did not deserve because it was like, well, he won the ACC Coastal his first year. And they he won 10 a, games in the bowl game. And coach of the year. He got coach of the year, and he was off to such a great start. And in, in 2017, with one of the best, you know, Virginia Tech defenses of all time, you know, he he was able to ride the talent to another nine wins, which should have been ten wins. But mm-hmm. um, he you know, but once 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 the talent was gone, he was the emperor with no clothes, and it was obvious. That's why I wasn't mad at him in 2018 because the team was losing. We had lost a lot, but it was the concerns I seen about okay, culturally, and it's the shit that he do and say, right. So you got the situation in 2016 where we find out that they, the, the players eat in silence. I'm like, okay, that's that's different. But they went in. Mm-hmm. But even even in 2016, I knew, okay, if we're ever losing, that's not gonna. Somebody remember that. And then in 2018, when he's dismissing guys like you know Mook Reynolds and all these pieces of shit, according to the fans. Uh, when he was dismissing these people, and I'm like, okay, so now you're one of those guys, you know. Now, no, you be a Belichick now. Now you cold-hearted. Now, you, now you got no reason for these people no more. Okay, I took a mental note of that, and then the team started actually losing, and the team just looked soft. The team just looked weak. I seen a Cincinnati team, and this this wasn't the Cincinnati team that we have today. You know, I seen the Cincinnati team push this team around in a bowl game. I'm like, wait a minute. This team physically was inferior to Cincinnati mm-hmm. <laughs> in the military bowl. So I'm like, I, I'm just looking at things. I'm like, yo, this isn't powerful. He doesn't look like a power five coach to me. And I went out there and said it. I don't want him. I want a new coach. I don't picture him winning the national championship. His recruiting looked crazy. His culture looked crazy. His X's and O's looked average at best i said uh so why do we need him right and he's not providing anything at that point he wasn't providing anything that that was going to help us get better so it was like the identity is gone and we don't have anything else 
So why is he there? Why was he there? Now, with to his credit, he gave Fuente every opportunity to get his life together. And the man could not bring himself. He couldn't bring himself. And I've been saying this for six years. I don't ever think Corn was the problem. I think he was doing what he was told. I think Corn was a good soldier. I think Corn was doing what, yeah, they could say, yeah, now everything's coming out that, uh, you know, Corn yelled at the quarterbacks if they didn't do the reads properly or, you know, he was adamant on, you know, don't do this with the ball and do that with the ball. That comes that's from the coming, head coach. That's yeah. coming from the head coach. If Corn, if Corn, was left to his own devices, he would not sit there and let the offense look the way he'd do and say, this is my show. That's why when people kept saying, Fuente needs to fire corn, I'm like, for what? Who is he going to bring in? Nobody. It would have been the same. And he would have so, told him the same thing. He would have um, told the new person the same thing. He was never going to bring in uh, uh, some young air raid person to install some new high-fly offense. Fuck no. But then what do we need you for? So exactly. So people people who think that corn is this shitty ass OC and and corn has his issues, but he, I think he was I go to my grave. He was just being a good soldier. Him and Fuente are friends. They believe in each other. I, I agree. think I, I just think they was joined at the hip, regardless. And no new coordinator was gonna come in and change up shit. He was gonna come in. And it was going to be the same things. No, I agree. And I think if it was any different, I think I think if it was different, Fuente would have gotten rid of him a long time ago and replaced him. Like, Oh, yeah. If Corn you know I mean? went rogue, he would have been gone. Right. He would have been gone. Um, so, you know, November, the, uh, what was it? November 16th, uh, Justin Fuente is, 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 is basically – publicly okay you you your services will no longer be retained and um jc price is now interim head coach well deserved shout out jc price yep. um i don't know if he still follows me on twitter i doubt it but uh <laughs> shout out shout out jc price bro we're rooting for you bro uh, I, my beef was never with the defensive coaches even last year um i Thanks. felt like jay ham that was a covid year they was installing new shit. Linebackers was looking crazy. Tracy Clays was making half a million dollars to do nothing. It was a lot going on last year. I did not blame the defensive coaches. Um, everybody got a pass except for the offensive coaches who've been there. So, yeah. Shout out J.C. Price. But Whit Babcock said in his press conference, uh, he basically said it without saying it. Uh, that J. Ham shit. That J. Ham. No, no. Fuck no. Uh, what did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just that he's not ready, and they don't, you know, they're not. They don't think that he can lead the team properly. Uh, so I'm cool with the with the JC price. I want to see where it goes just for now, and I think it'll be a fun way to end the season where everybody can can root for the team to win two more games and hopefully go bowling and and win a bowl game. So I'm on board with it, and I understand why it wasn't J Ham. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Got asked some tough questions. Shout out to uh, the media. Um, shout out to the media because they didn't let Wit uh, 
They didn't let him snake out of the snake out of these questions. They said, bro, what about what about your press conference last year where you basically called out donors? Uh, what about you hiring Tommy Tuberville at Cincinnati? What about this? What about that? They was on with Babcock's ass. They did not let him mm-hmm. have a softball press conference, which isn't like uh the media, the local media. They normally uh, you know. Yeah. They normally side, you know, with the yeah, they, with the school. They normally side with the with the with the university. But uh no, Wit was asking tough questions. And to Wit's credit, he stood in there like a man. Um, he was obviously irritated at some of the questions, but he answered them. He was truthful. So shout out with Babcock. Yeah. Uh, what what were some of your favorite things that that Wit said in the conference? Like, what do you remember um, the most that stuck out to one, you? The one thing that stuck out to me the most is when he said that the team for the last eleven months lacked identity. That is some shit that we have been saying forever. Like, what do you mean the last 11 months? It had been like that. Yeah. I think the 11 months thing was kind of him covering his ass because yeah. you know, he gave Fuente that extra year. Yeah. Like he, like he, oh, yeah, now I see. No, it been like that. <laughs> yeah. It been like that. Um, What else with, what else with it? I, I think uh, him basically saying J Ham. He basically said Jahan won't be considered for head coach. That was kind of a doozy. Um, that was kind of a doozy. I'm not going to lie. Uh, also, with saying that Fuente declined to coach the final two games. That was yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, not Mr. Grit. Not, not, not Mr. Gritty. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think it was. I think it was interesting. I thought one of the coolest parts was was when he listed what he wanted for the next coach, um, mm-hmm. and he and he mentioned um, he mentioned a coach that will engage the community successfully locally and beyond. So mm. uh, basically, what I think that's saying is that he wants somebody that can incorporate Virginia uh, with the rest of the country, but keeping Virginia at the forefront of uh, of the program. So. Kind of, kind of slight dissing the whole Texas movement, in my opinion, and uh, I like that he notices that. Like that's going to be important for whoever they hire next. Yeah, see the see the thing about wit is there's this vehicle called social media, and what college coaches and ads and even players at times love to do is this Mr. Fans. We don't know shit. We stupid as fuck. Uh, it's toxic, but. Every time you hear them talk after the fact, when it's over with, what are they, what are they saying? Man, y'all was right. <laughs> yup, every time. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we told this motherfucker, like, Wit has somebody reading his mentions. And people would tweet with every Saturday or Sunday and be like, yo, what's with this dude? He don't give a fuck about us. We don't get to go to no spring game. Uh, he could give two shits about recruiting. What's up? <laughs> and then we got his happy ass on stage and basically repeated everything we have been saying for years yeah so <laughs> so like i want to give wick some credit i do give him credit for being honest but all he did was go up there and 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 give him the blueprint that we gave him yep. you know he knew what the fuck was up like wick wick is not an idiot Wit is not an idiot. He said, man, let me go out there and say what they've been saying for years, <laughs> which was, 
it's fucking stupid to try to make your base of operations Texas when it comes to recruiting. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking stupid to not capitalize on free marketing and have a televised free game. It's free promo. Everybody free. like the ACC network was paying for content. Like yo, we like yo, just have a spring game with no crowd. We'll pay you. You're going to play games anyway. So what do you mean you're afraid of COVID? And Fuente <laughs> trying to have his one read jet sweep offense was like, no, COVID. We don't want no setbacks. All right, bro. So he can go to Wichita State. Maybe they got a football program. I don't know. He can go to FCS and not have to worry about a televised spring game. He can have it all he likes. Mm-hmm. Because a big boy in, in, in Big Ten, SEC country, and ACC, we like televised spring games. It's a big event for the community. It's not a private, it's not nothing private. Even Boston College and them show their spring game, bro. Right. It, it, so, yes, what Whit said, somebody that's going to engage the community, somebody that's not insular, yeah, things like that. He exactly. just been saying what he was basically, he, ba- he basically said what we've been saying to him for a long ass time. Yeah. And I mean, we, a lot of people have been questioning Whit as of recently, but, uh, Hell yeah. I think this was him trying to win the fans back right now. And I think he did a good job. And so the next step for him is just going to be able to nail the hire and, and we're going to be, you know, supporting him again. But I think a lot of people, like you said, they were hitting his DMS. They were like, yo, what the fuck? And a lot of people started turning towards him as like, yo, maybe you're the problem here. Like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? Right. And hey, so, we say, oh no, I'm not tired to that motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Now he, finally, no. he had his chance to redeem himself. So he took it and I respect yeah. it. Wit said, oh, hell no, 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 no. Let me, before y'all start grouping me with him and act <laughs> like, oh, uh, he probably told Fuente, like, look, bro, I like you, bro, but I'll be looking crazy fucking with you, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, they probably had a hard conversation, like, bro, I know you talked all that. Uh, you had me for the hard part, shit. Bro, this is too hard, though. Ridiculous. I uh- donated. Uh, they fired that motherfucker. I said, "Yo, drop the donation links." I'm I'm donating today. I was in a I was in a charitable mood when they fired that motherfucker. Yeah, I was feeling good about it too. If I wasn't broke as shit right now, I would have totally hopped in. I'll hop in after I get a job in like January. Uh, don't worry about that shit. <laughs> don't don't worry about that shit at all. I donated for the both of us. I sent more <laughs> than twenty five dollars, and I'm gonna send some more. Uh. I'm going to send some more. We're going to talk about coaching candidates and hirings and things of that nature. If they if they seem serious about a coaching candidate, I'm going to donate again. Because mm-hmm. it's a product. I put my money behind something I believe in. I don't believe in just giving money to shit, uh, you know, because make a wish charity. I would rather give my money to somebody on the streets than uh, just throw it into a, a wishing well. And hoping that Whit Babcock knows what to do with the money. Nah, you if you look serious, if you get serious, I'll get serious. So I got no problem donating. Right. Um, when they serious, that's how I feel. So I'm I'm excited. We'll we'll definitely get into the end of the coaching search. You know, uh, probably next week's episode. Yeah. But uh, oh you yeah, gotta, in the in the weeks to come. Yeah. So uh, well, you got anything else left for for this whole Fuente out drama? Nope. Yeah. Rest in piss. Get the fuck out of Blacksburg. Uh, <laughs> you're getting eight and a half million dollars to do nothing next year. 
Or right. you can get eight and a half million dollars and still get paid by your new team, your new job. So he'll be fine. Uh, he's uh, not all, dying. His family's gonna be he fine. Dying. The only the only thing is he's gonna be hella inconvenienced. He gotta move. Right. Um, nobody likes moving, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's rich enough. He'll have a team of people empty that house, <laughs> um, and they'll put everything into his new house. He can move back to Texas or Oklahoma, or whatever. And uh, he can have his spring games and all. He can have a ball. <laughs> Coaching high school us. football. He can coach high school football. He can get the fuck away from us toxic Virginians. Uh, seven, five, seven people get on his fucking nerves. You ain't got to worry about us no more, bro. Yep. You ain't got to worry about us no more. You are free from the shackles of the Commonwealth of Virginia. God bless you. Fuck you. Good night. What else is going on in the world? Yes, sir. <laughs> so last week we won a game. We won a game. We won a game. And beat the shit Fonte, out of Duke. Maybe Fonte, maybe that was his ride off into the sunset game. He said, you know what? Let me uh he was at the blackjack table. He was at about 16. He said, you know what? <laughs> I, think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna stop everything right here. I ain't no, don't hit me. I'm good right here. Matter of fact, he probably was at he probably was at 15, but he said, fuck it. I'm uh, no, I'm good. I'm good on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Virginia Tech beat Duke 48 to 17. Um, I want to say that was the most points we put up all year. The Virginia Tech blew the doors off of a team. That should, that should, that, that that should let wild. you know how, how bad Duke is because Jesus Christ, n- nobody else got did like that. Uh, Braxton Burbank had three touchdowns, and uh, he yeah. missed some time in the game too. He was out for a little bit, missed some time. Of course, uh, he got hurt again. He came out of the action. Uh, Knox came in, missed Trey Turner for a wide open touchdown. Wow, yeah, uh, that was and, bad. And Fuente put it, and Fuente put Braxton Burmeister in a meet ASAP. You know, I get back in the game, Chief, and said <laughs> at halftime, I mean, well, he keeps wanting to play. He, he He's a tough kid. He wants to get back in there. So, all right, sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, of course he does. He's a competitor. Shout out Braxton Burmeister, tough kid. But uh, come on, bro. Fuck out of here. But mm-hmm. Burmeister had him a good game. Blackshear, who probably should have had a 200-yard day rushing, only ended with 117 yards, you know, carrying the ball, two catches for 40 yards and a touchdown, two touchdowns. I felt like Blackshear should have had, like, 200 yards. Yeah, he was busting um, out every run. Yeah, he was untouched. He was getting to the safety at least yeah. every every time. I mean, he only uh, ran he the ball twelve times and had one hundred and seventeen yards. So, had yeah, he ran he, it like twenty times, he would have easily probably gotten to you know at least one seventy. Yeah, he had a play where he probably should have had like an eighty yard touchdown run, but uh, he got to the he got he got to the boundary. He got to the he got to the sideline and he didn't get his block. But uh. Still a good, it's still a good, it's still a good day uh, yeah. for Blackshear. Um, oh yeah, Dax had a good game. Dax, Dax seems to be rejuvenated. Uh, after he, he finally started, you know, hitting players, not hitting coaches. Dax had him. <laughs> Dax had him a bit of the game. Uh, Duke, Duke was dead in the water. They're not a good team. It's late in the season. Cuddy, Cuddy started a true freshman. Uh, he's evaluating motherfuckers. It was. It was a it was 
Virginia Tech finally looked like a team that could beat out a sorry ass team. So what would you take? Yeah, we, we haven't been able to do that. That's the thing. You know, we've played a lot of sorry teams over the years and, and never been able to really blow them out of the water. We couldn't even blow out Richmond like this or Middle Tennessee, really, to to, uh, to this to this point. So um, it was nice to see the offense like actually start making some plays and hitting some receivers deep. And it was fun to watch. Like it was fine. The offense was finally fun to watch. And I think I tweeted out like right at the start of the game. I was like, oh shit, offense looking competent. Like we're gonna extend them for three more years. Like I thought I like we said earlier, like I thought we were gonna extend Fuente just because of this game. I really thought he was <laughs> in Georgia Tech is ass too. I thought the Georgia yeah. Tech, the Duke, I was like, okay. That means if you look at and this team is five and five with wins against a North Carolina team that's that was clearly not the ninth team in the country. Clearly they they're shitty. I don't even know if they got a winning record. They might be five and five like us or something like that. Yeah. Uh, barely, if not, they're barely five, they're five hundred or barely over five hundred. We beat a shitty middle Tennessee state team. We beat a shitty Richmond team that, that's FCS. We beat a shitty Georgia Tech team, and we beat a shitty Duke team. Mm-hmm. So this was an easy schedule that uh, we're barely. Yeah, and we also not caught, even bowl we, eligible yet. We, we also caught North Carolina at literally like the perfect time, like week one. We caught North at Carolina at the perfect time. We lost to a shitty West Virginia team. We lost right. to a shitty Boston College team. Who Phil Jakovic is now starting to hit his stride, but he was rusty. Only completed seven seven passes when he played us. We lost. Right. We lost to a decent Notre Dame team, a good Notre Dame team. And who else we lost to? I'm missing one. Uh, it don't even matter. Yeah, it don't matter. It don't even matter. Oh, Q's. We lost to a shitty Q's team. So yeah. So yeah, I was I was I was happy with the overall performance from the team this game. Um I don't think they knew that it was Fuente's last game, but it would it was senior day, so uh, you know, they balled out for the seniors. Yeah. I respect that. Shout out to the seniors. Shout out to the shout out to all the seniors that are leaving. Uh, thank you for spending your your time during some of the worst years at Virginia Tech. We uh, we support you. Um, I I would not be mad if any of the motherfuckers decided to never come back for an appearance, <laughs> a spring game. Yeah. Nothing. Like if y'all decide, you know what? I'm good on that. I can't even be mad at you. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. It was, it was nice to see. I was, I was intrigued to watch for once in the past couple of weeks. Um, but that's pretty much all I got. It was just a good game. Yeah. 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 Good, good stress-free game. Yeah. Um, finally, like I didn't have to worry in the fourth quarter. Felt nice. Yeah. No worrying. Uh, their best player, Mateo Durant, we held him to 10, the 33 carries on, I mean, 33 yards on 10 carries. But it was a blowout, so they couldn't get him much involved as the game wore on. And uh, Duke should also probably be in the coaching carousel. Uh, yeah. David Cutcliffe that had a legendary career coaching the Mannings and all these other motherfuckers. And, and David Cutcliffe probably waiting for Arch to come in. And wherever he goes, Cutty probably going to find his way to be on somebody's staff as a QB coach just to – be with Arch, even though, you know, you, you talk about the man and family, you talk about talented motherfuckers. They don't need Cuddy, but it's some type of weird connection that he got with the Manning. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
I, I, so I'd that, assume he'd be dude. out. After, I'd assume he'd be out yeah. after this year too. But if if David Cutcliffe is still a coach next year, then Duke ain't serious mm-hmm. about football at all. Yeah. Before we uh, before we move on to the uh the week eleven last, let's pay some bills. Symbol. Symbol is the stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell half for a profit. Use the promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. That symbol, uh, use the promo code SD. And Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. You can talk to all kinds of people up there, fans, athletes, insiders. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news, like coaches getting fired. Uh, you can be notified when rooms go live. You can um, you can start or you know you can create or join ongoing conversations. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app for free in the iOS app store, and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter. You can get notified when certain rooms go live. Spotify Green Room, come with the spiciest takes. Week eleven. Week eleven, but uh, I got off a couple last. Yeah, and I final, I finally went, I finally went undefeated this week and hit everything. Und- you back hit to back everything. for Don V Fridays, both both me and Tally. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's a first for Don V Fridays because technically Virginia Tech lost last week, and we don't choose Virginia Tech to lose against the spread. Yeah, and they won against the spread too. They won week. against the spread, but but Tally picked every game correct. Like he picked every game right, but the Virginia Tech one wasn't right. But this week, it was a clean sweep on your behalf. That is the truth of the year. <laughs> it's not gonna get better than that. That's the one time I'm doing that. It can't get no better than that. But we're gonna go over these games. UNC. I had I had UNC. I think I had UNC outright winning the game. No, they did not. Pitt was six and a half favorites. They won by a touchdown in overtime, and I lost money. And um, (laughs) that that, that was that. That was that. Uh, Louisville beat the shit out of Cuse. I don't think nobody's surprised there. Mm -hmm. That was that. The one that irritated me most. Miami lost to Florida State by a field goal. That fourth and 14. And, yeah, I had money on the game. And Miami's one of these frustrating teams to bet because, like I say, they're capable of winning every game. They're capable of losing every game. Yep. Fourth and 14 with the game on the line. They got three down linemen. They playing zone coverage. You actually get beat every time. When you when you play three down linemen in zone coverage, I don't give a fuck who you, I don't give a fuck if you Bama. I don't care who you is. You mm-hmm. cannot do that in crucial in crucial situations unless you got three Aaron Donalds 
or three Reggie Whites and eight Jalen Ramsey's. <laughs> Don't do no shit like that ever. Because it costs people like me it costs people like me money. Yeah. Miami. We, but we'll we'll t- touch on Miami in a little bit. Boston College beat Georgia Tech uh 41 to 30. Um Jeff Sims didn't play. He didn't finish the game. I didn't watch that game at all, but Jeff yeah, Sims didn't either. play. So Boston College covered. Um, Notre Dame beat the shit out of UVA. No surprise there. Brendan Armstrong did play. And another live minds. I had NC State beating Wake Forest. Wake Forest pulled it out. Um, yeah, shout out Wake Forest. In, shout out Wake Forest. Shout out David Clawson. They are in the driver's seat to win the ACC Atlantic. I don't think they clinched it yet. They still got to play Clemson this week. And I think it, it, I think and you don't quote me on this, but I think as long as they win this week, they clinch. But um, I think they can they lose two games and still make it because they have the tiebreaker with NC State. Okay, so we're still we're still on the lookout. We're still on the lookout for uh for wake but uh wake one so that was a lot week 12 wait wait wait, wait. we have we have one Good. more game one more game that we forgot what game, uh, what game I forget? clemson yukon because remember we talked about this last week clemson yukon you took you took you took yukon in this UConn. game you're right well i don't got that wrote down you're right you are absolutely right i think clemson was what 40 it was 40 yeah and they and and you won that so i was wrong i didn't sweep <laughs> I did sweep. I did. I did. I was not clean. I had one loss. You had a win there. Oh, you did. Oh, I won money on that too. <laughs> Man, uh, so that's the lot. The lot of the week is you saying you got them all right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I could have just ain't no fucking way Clemson <laughs> was covering that. Like I said, have y'all not saw Clemson's movies? <laughs> they won't cover it. And Dabo was – I was watching that game. Dabo, he was running fake kicks, fake punts. He was going for every fourth. He was trying. Dabo sold his soul to cover a game. And they still couldn't. Yeah, they were they were like three points away from covering. <laughs> Dabo sold his soul to cover a game versus UConn. That's how bad it is down there. Yeah, so I did. I did. That's the, that's the truth of the week. Me taking UConn to 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 do what Clemson do and that's not covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 40, 40 points, anything over 35 points, and you not the number if you're not a top five team, like a like a top five elite program, a Bama or Oregon or Ohio State, anything over 35 points, I don't like it. That's yeah. just that's just my personal rule of thumb. Like now you give Bama 35, you give Bama 50 points against like a you know a UConn, they're gonna cover that. They're gonna beat the shit out of whoever. Mm-hmm. But uh same thing with a Georgia, an Oregon, an Ohio State, uh, Oklahoma on normal years. But once you get past them, anybody you can't that's a lot of fucking points. Yeah. Points is you know, then because a lot of coaches they might get that big lead early and they like, okay, let's start dumping the playbook and let's start getting backups in. It just don't shake out that way. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. So, yeah. 
And I mean, Clemson on a normal year, maybe even I'd take, but this year they they were like what zero and nine against the spread at one point. So they just right, was so inconsistent. And they, and they tried, and, and Dabo tried, and he tried to air it out late, and doing all kinds of monkey shit to try to kick. <laughs> it didn't happen. It did not happen. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't. Week twelve, <laughs> week twelve in the ACC. Uh, you got Louisville minus twenty. At Duke, I'm taking Louisville. Yeah, uh, same. Easy money. Duke is Duke is ass. Duke let us flex them, so that should let you know what Duke working with. And plus, if they play that true freshman again, I take Louisville minus forty. Oh yeah, hundred percent. A a game with a lot of implications. Big game. Wake at Clemson. Clemson is favored. Four and yeah. a half point favorites. In this game, uh, Wake is playing for their Atlantic lives. Um, the, the ACC title is in their grasp, but they got to take out a they got to they got to go through the old bully first. Mm-hmm. What you got shaking out? Uh, I got Wake Forest just outright winning. I think they've been playing clean football, and I think they go and, and beat Clemson, uh, at home. So I got them, got Wake winning. Uh, we doing this with Clemson again. <laughs> <laughs> just after got, you, just after we talked about you, fucker, turn around and bet on them. <laughs> I got Clemson. I, I'm. T- I, I, I got no, no. I got Wake. I got Clemson winning. I got Wake. I got Wake uh, beating the spread. I think. I think Wake is going to lose by a field goal. Okay. Um, but I got. I got Clem. I got. I got. I'm taking the points. I'm taking Wake. But Clemson's going to win the game. Um, but who knows? Who knows with Clemson, bro? <laughs> who knows? Florida State at Boston College. Boston College is one and a half point favorites. Phil Dracovic seems to have – he seems to be back, back. Like, he ain't just back in spirit. He was hooping last week. He was ball. He balled out last week. Yeah. Boston College is home. What you got shaking out? Uh, I got Boston College. I think it's going to be tough for Florida State to go up to uh, go up to Boston. It's going to be cold. Phil Jakovic's going to be playing well. Um, I think I think Boston College wins this pretty easily. I think Florida State's getting better though. I think they're getting better over the course of the year, um, but I think this is one of those games that they're just going to drop. Yeah, Florida State. Florida State has shown improvement. I mean, this was a team that. Just at the beginning of the season, lost to FCS Jacksonville State off of a fucking last, off of the last play of the game too, and 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 they beat their rival Miami, albeit they should not have, but they could have quit. This is a team that could have packed up their tents early and just said, you know what, well fuck it, we're just gonna go zero and twelve. They did not do that. They uh they're fighting, they're fighting every week, and um. Boston College is going to win the game, but it, it, I think Boston will cover that 1.5, but uh, it's going to be a scrappy, hard fought. It's going to come down to it. Yeah. Spread makes Wofford, a lot of sense for sure. Yeah, spread definitely makes a lot of sense. Wofford is at North Carolina. Uh, I don't know what the spread is, but UNC should beat the shit out of Wofford, mm-hmm. uh, especially that late in the season. It should be a stat game for Josh Downs and Sam Howell and the, and the crew. I mean, no need to Bet that 
Georgia Tech at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is 17-point favorites. No matter who plays quarterback for Georgia Tech, I got Notre Dame in the 17 points. Yeah, I got Notre Dame too. Um, I just hope Notre Dame loses. Like I'll, I'll take Notre Dame minus 17, but I, I really hope they lose. Just because, bro, I heard on ESPN today, there was an analyst saying that uh, pending like the this week's college football games, he says that there's a scenario where Notre Dame jumps Cincinnati, even if Cincinnati wins, because the committee will think that Notre Dame is a better team than Cincinnati. And I about like fucking just lost my mind because Cincinnati's literally beaten Notre Dame like this year. So um, I really hope Notre Dame just fucking loses. Yeah, man, Notre Dame got that old money. You, yeah, you, dude, they're paying paying somebody. That old, that old money. They they saying, look, man, Cincinnati's a cute little situation, but we bring in that because Notre Dame fan base is it's nationwide. I mean, they got an NBC deal. Um, oh yeah, it's Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame fans everywhere, especially up in the Midwest in the Northeast. Um, it's a lot of Notre Dame fans up in New York City, Philly, Jersey, and you know, of course, obviously yeah. Chicago. Chicago, Chicago is like the number one. I think Notre Dame is the biggest team in the Chicago area. It is because no, yeah. Northwest, because Northwestern ain't hitting on shit, and Northern yeah. Illinois is a small, small. Nor- Northwestern is also pretty far from Chicago, to be honest. It's like it's up north, and it's not it's not as close as a lot of people think. Uh, but yeah, Notre Dame's fan base is crazy big. That's why they do the Shamrock series where they play like around the United States. Cause they want to like get close to their fan base wherever they go. So, and they go to like, yeah. they, they go to like Texas and New York and shit. So they definitely right. got and that they, money backing them. That's for sure. And, and and then the fact that they play in LA every other year, yeah. they play UNC, they had a rivalry with Stanford. So they, they West coast, they East coast. They kind of everywhere, but down south, you know. Mm-hmm. That's only because of Miami, to be honest. Miami's right. kind of got them on lockdown there in terms of the fan base. So, so yeah, so that's. I mean, it's about dollars and cents at the end of the day. Um, that's that's why the committee wants you know the old money, the Georgia, the Bama, the Notre Dames, the you know when Texas ever gets their life together, they lost to Kansas mm-hmm. last week. Uh, they want that's what they want in the playoff picture every year. The use even UCLA and USC and Notre Dame, they want you know, right? That old that old money. But I just I just that just fucking that made me just lose my mind. It's one thing to like it's one thing to say that like Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State are better than Cincinnati because they don't play Cincinnati. So you know you can be like okay, well um, they look like a better team when they're on the field. But like to say that a team that has literally fucking lost to another team is better, like that makes no sense. Like and they played at Notre Dame, like it was it's a home game for Notre Dame. How, like it just makes sense to me. So I don't, I don't know. Fuck Notre Dame after I heard that. I hope Cincinnati makes the playoff. Yeah, Notre Dame, UVA at Pitt. UVA, uh, UVA, I think is still without Brendan Armstrong. Pitt is pretty much the coastal champion. I mean, we could pretty much say that. Yeah, Pitt is fourteen and a half point favorites. UVA is even if Brendan Armstrong comes back, he ain't gonna be a hundred percent. I got Pitt. Winning, covering, doing all those good things. Which yeah. say you? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same boat here, and this is in Pitt too. So uh, I think I think Pitt blows them out. To be honest, yeah, I think Kenny and I think Kenny Pickett 
he likes UVA. So, I mean, Kenny Pickett got the bag. The bag is within his reach as far as being a first-round quarterback. The bag yeah. is within his reach. Uh, there's no need to fuck it up, uh, not lighting up UVA. Yeah, future so, future Pittsburgh Steeler. That's my yeah. that's my bet. That might be – I don't gamble who gets drafted where, but I might have to throw some on that because yeah. – that that sound, it, 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 it sounds too perfect. Yeah, I mean, just think about it. He already plays in Heinz Field. Uh, like he goes to Pitt. Perfect, perfect match right there. And then you also couple that with the fact that Pittsburgh's probably gonna pick within like the sixteen to twenty five range, and like Pickett's right. probably gonna fall within there, and that's probably a good place to pick him. Right. So right, he, like Kenny Pickett is just he's good enough to. Like they're gonna, he's gonna get first round talks, whether we like him or not. But uh, he probably won't be top five. Right. Yeah, he's gonna. He's I don't gonna, think so. He's gonna be in the team. I mean, I mean, unless teams get like super greedy, which they fucking usually do, to be honest. He, so he might get pushed up. But if if he falls to where he's supposed to be, which is in like the teens and the early twenties, then I feel like if Pittsburgh could pick him up there, and it'd be totally cool. Right. And last but not least. Before we get to the festivities, the main festivities, Q's at NC State, NC State 11 and a half point favorites. I got NC State, um, Q's ass. What you yeah, got shaking up? Yeah, same thing. Q's is bad, and this is in NC State. If it was in the dome, it'd be a different story, but it's not. Right. It's not in the dome. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on the same boat as you. In the main event of the evening, uh, prime time. This feels right, different. Right. This feels different, doesn't it? <laughs> feels different. I put out a tweet. I put out a tweet. I think it was Sunday or Monday, and I said VT VT in Miami is supposed to be the game where we're trying to figure out who's going to represent the coastal in Charlotte. But being that neither school is uh, serious about football, we're just going to fight to see who gets bowl eligible. And uh, the next day, Miami fired their athletic director. And the day after that, Virginia Tech fired their head coach. So that tweet aged like milk in the sun. Um, both teams are five and five. Both teams are fighting for their bowl eligible lives. Both teams are clearly looking to move into a new direction. Virginia Tech comes into this game with the interim coach. Trey Turner got a neck injury where riding a plane would fuck, it, fuck his neck up further. This is a wild, that was a wild story that went like under the radar because of all the other news that came out. Right. He's right. He's going to ride down to Miami, which is like a 12 hour drive from Virginia. That's crazy within itself. I don't know who he's riding with. Uh, we still don't know. Um, what else is going on? Braxton Burmeister is fighting every injury under the sun. <laughs> uh, so you got that. You got you got um interim head coach J.C. Price. Burmeister's banged up. Trey Turner has a neck injury. Miami's um, coming off a loss. Miami's coming off a loss. What happens this game? Like you go, you go first. You tell me, you tell me what happens here, because because according to to the spread, uh, it looks like Miami is heavily favored, uh, but I don't know about right. 
on the road, uh, Virginia Tech's on the road. The only thing I can bank on as a Virginia Tech fan is maybe Miami checked out. Maybe they put so much into last week because that's a big game for them. Florida State, Miami, no matter what their records are, it's always a big emotional game for them. Only thing I can say to try to somehow say Virginia Tech got a shot in hell is to say that Miami team over there is checked out. Um, obviously, they're going to play for their head coach, Manny Diaz. They're going to they gonna play for Manny. They, they haven't quit on them. But, may, but maybe maybe they're not up for it. Maybe they come out deadheaded early. And if Virginia Tech can get a 10-0 lead, maybe that team folds. Maybe that team finally checks out. <clears throat> we don't want to do this no more. Let's get to the offseason. Uh, maybe just going to a bowl isn't as big for them as it would be for us, especially for JC Price. Yeah, and we 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 make some shape from there. Their their quarterback Tyler Van Dyke has surpassed Burmeister in every passing category, even though he hasn't started the entire season. Uh, they running back Rooster Knighton, pretty talented back, but they don't have the best offensive line for him. And their transfer receiver, Charleston Rambo, she, his numbers, shit on all of our receivers' numbers, almost damn near combined. Um, he almost got a thousand yards receiving. They got the they got the firepower on offense. They have these lapses on defense. I don't know if that's because of Manny calling plays or whoever or whatever. It damn sure it's never a lack of talent. Yeah, but, that's uh, facts. They have these lapses on defense. They can be had on defense. That, that defensively they're giving up over 30 points a game. So right. if we can catch them napping early and make them fold, that's the only way I can foresee a Virginia Tech W on the yeah. road. Um it would it would be it would have to be a team effort running the ball, whether that be Burmeister or uh, Keyshawn King who's back, who's having a, a career renaissance at the last week. Yeah, uh, Malachi Thomas got that uh, nice pass over the on the sideline. Nice, a nice pass. Keyshawn King had a career game last week. He's going home to his state of Florida, and maybe Keyshawn King wants to put on some good tape in the Sunshine State. You know, in prime time his, too. In prime time for his transfer portal dreams. You know, maybe some Florida team. <laughs> maybe he's looking to go back home. Looking to go back home to his home state and uh. Maybe he puts on. And, mm-hmm. and, of course, we got Malachi Thomas as well, who's been banged up lately. That's my take on the game and how we could possibly pull the upset. Both teams are 5-5, five and five, but Miami seems to be a more explosive offense. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm just I'm just interested to see how Virginia Tech plays this game, like how they come out and how they look. Um Cause like, I feel like that's going to tell you everything you need to know about what's going to happen. These next couple weeks is just the first quarter, how they come out the gate um, and the energy that they come out with. So um, I'm interested to see that. And I have absolutely no idea what team is going to show up, but judging on Miami's like last five games, they've all came on within under four points. So I would absolutely like, smash the plus eight spread for Virginia tech. Like they'll definitely keep it close. I feel, um, 
But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I have a feeling that the offense is going to be com- like opened up a lot. Like I don't know, I don't know why, but I just have this feeling that they're going to be that they're going to run it, but be running a lot of shit that we haven't seen. So um, I'm excited to see like what other plays are in the offense because it might come out during this game. So um, that's my take. I'm kind of like I kind of have like no idea what's going to happen just because uh, we have a new coach. But I'm super excited to see how this team plays and if they can respond after losing their head coach. Yeah, corn. Corn got to empty the clip. Yeah, because corn like is- as as we were talking about earlier, like we have the theory that you know it stems from the head coach as to like why he was calling the plays that he was calling. So, you know that theory might hold yeah. true if he comes out and just unloads the playbook. Corn has to empty the clip now. He has a limited, injured, brittle, Burmeister. So I don't know how much open he can he can go, but he got in these last two games, no matter who's playing quarterback, whether it be Knox, whether it be Bullock, whether it be Blumrick, I don't care. Empty the clip corn. Um you're you're pretty much coaching for your next job. You are auditioning right. for your next job these last two weeks. And if we are good enough to go to a bowl game, you're coaching for your job. I think for once this team is gonna come out motivated. Because JC Price is a, is a is a he's a defensive guy, and defensive coaches are normally less stoic than offensive coaches. They're with the rah rah shit. They want the team hyped up and going crazy. So maybe the team is more fired up coming off the bus, more fired up uh, in that first quarter, and you know, play with some passion. Yeah, you think he'll? One. You think they'll let him play music? Uh... In the locker room before the game, <laughs> uh, JC Price has had has had uh, eleven weeks, eleven weeks and ten games to look at everything Fuente did wrong and do the opposite. So, yeah, he this team should come out definitely motivated. I think uh, they will. Like, if anything, if anything, fuck the X's and O's and the time management. If they don't look motivated, then JC Price shouldn't come back. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, the win or the loss ain't the it ain't the end all be all for me. But right. if they look flat, deadheaded, ready to fold early, then that means he couldn't even motivate them to fight for bowl eligibility. So he would be JC Price would be signing his own uh, one way ticket out of town too. So yeah. I don't think I, I you know. Hopefully, for J.C. Price, they're motivated, they're fired up, and they're prepared to play. Yep. That's, that, that's pretty much it on that Miami game. Yeah, man. that's uh, it. What, uh, what else we need to address before we sign off? Uh, I think that's it. I think we hit everything. Yeah. This I is going to be a ton everything. of fun. This is going to be a ton of fun moving forward. Uh, we're going to have a fucking ton of news coming uh, to everybody in terms of the coaching search and we're going to start going through candidates and stuff too. So stay, stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun moving forward. Yeah. Let me uh, put out an announcement, I guess. Um, I'll be watching the game Saturday night, but this weekend is Mika Chu's birthday weekend. So I'll probably not be hosting a space, uh, Mika Chu is my lady, Tamika. Um, I'm corny like that. But uh, 
so I probably won't be hosting the space. It's her birthday uh, weekend. We'll be hanging out and doing things. So don't expect a space. I'm pretty sure somebody got it covered. Tally of Joe Rogers or somebody or, or Drift himself. Somebody's going to host the space and uh, people will have a place, people will have a platform to talk this shit. And yeah. uh, that's pretty much it. Hell yeah. Good shit. Well, thanks. Think- yeah. Thanks. Thanks play, to all play. the listeners. Thanks all the listeners for uh for staying with us. Things are gonna get a lot more fun in the coming weeks. That's all I got. Absolutely. And thanks, thanks to all the uh dick riders and haters. Um, if you wrote Fuente, if you wrote Fuente's dick for the last three years, look what it got you. Um, look let's look what it got you. As a great wise man, Taxstone once said. Dick riding is the worst form of transportation, beloved. But stay safe, though. That's it for (laughs) Don V Fridays. Until next week, y'all. God bless. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. (laughs) AutoTrader.